welcome back to the Steep Hill Careers podcast from the University of Lincoln's Careers and Employability team. Today we're joined by Charlotte, who's going to be talking about mental health in the workplace. Charlotte, welcome. Hello. Please, can you introduce yourself and tell the listeners a little bit about your background, your degree, your graduation year, things like that? Okay, so uh, hello, my name is Charlotte. I graduated last year at the University of Lincoln and I graduated with a BA Honours in Film and Television. Real, thank you. And what was your biggest challenge during university? For me personally, my biggest challenge was honestly uh, my diagnosis. Uh, so for those that don't know, uh, at the end of my first year, I got diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And it was it was tough. It was definitely tough to say the least. But um, I got through it. I mean, I'm here at the end of it and I've graduated. So I made it through. And what was it like when you sort of first got that diagnosis? What did it feel like for you? It felt daunting. It definitely felt quite intimidating. Um, you know, I'd always planned to go to university. I had my heart set on it and, you know, I got there and I was ready to start and then kind of had some difficulties in my first year and that was what led to me getting my diagnosis. And it just felt like, you know, I had my a head set on on doing university and completing it all of a sudden there was this huge thing that just came crashing down and felt like a big a big obstacle kind of been thrown in my in my path it was definitely daunting um and you know I was relieved in some ways because the diagnosis made a lot of things make sense for me and things that I'd struggled with through like my whole life through school through college and but then all of a sudden it was like there was this big kind of almost task ahead of me or journey ahead of me where you know not only was I now trying to complete university but I was trying to understand this diagnosis that that I had been given so it was intimidating. For listeners who maybe aren't familiar with bipolar are you able or happy to share how it affects you day to day? Yeah, yes. So, um, so bipolar is a, a mood disorder. Uh, there are two different types. I have type two. Um, it's a lot of people believe that bipolar is you have like loads of really big drastic mood swings in one day and it's actually a little more complicated than that. So my mood swings will last me anywhere from like a couple of days to even a month or longer. Um, but in terms of the day to day, obviously, because I have such drastic uh, spectrums of mood, it kind of affects my day to day in lots of different ways. And I think that's the main difficulty with it is that, you know, one day I could be really manic and that's great because I've got lots of energy and I'm feeling really enthusiastic, but it also makes me incredibly forgetful and distracted. So I'll start a task, get distracted and start another one then go and do another one and I can get to the end of the day and I've got kind of eight or ten things that I've gotten halfway through doing and not finished and I've almost got a bigger mess than when I started um, and then you know on the other end of the spectrum is the depressive and that's hard to even get out the bed get out of bed sometimes and it's that lack of motivation and that that difficulty to just really get anything done and so you know my day-to-day can be really different I can get nothing done but at least try a million different things or I can get nothing done and not even been able to get out of bed so it can be really it can be 
really difficult sometimes. And you said that it was um, it's quite daunting when you got that diagnosis initially. Um, but what did you think it would mean for your studies and your job prospects? Did you have a, an awareness of bipolar yourself? Like, what did you think it meant for your future? It was kind of a hard thing to think of at the time because, you know, like I said, I just had my heart set on university and I knew I was going to do it. And then all of a sudden here was this big obstacle, you know, standing in my way. And I kind of worried, you know, do I have this ability to finish university and and pursue all my dream careers? Or is that is that going to be affected now? You know, this affects me in my day-to-day life, can I do the things that I've set out to accomplish? And it was really hard because, you know, once I started learning about bipolar, at first my mindset was, okay, these are the things that, that happen and these are the things that will happen to me. How do I in how do I overcome this to complete university? So I was thinking, you know, if I'm manic and trying to do a million different things at once, how do I regain that focus and complete a deadline? Or, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, if I can't even get out of bed on a day, I'm really depressive. How am I meant to get work done for a deadline? You know, especially if these things can last weeks or months, how am I meant to complete things when I need to complete them? And I definitely at first had the mindset of, do I have the ability to do this? And thinking I didn't, but as time went on and I learned more and I adapted, I definitely think it's now more of a case of, of, I have the ability, I just might have to do things a bit differently. And what was it that sort of helped you to reframe that mindset of, um, you know, do I have the ability or I don't think I've got the ability to, I have the ability and I just need to change things. Did you get any particular support through the university or from elsewhere? What I feel the university was actually quite a big help in in overcoming that fear for myself because, you know, I didn't really know what support was out there. I knew that, you know, there was like the support centre and things like that, but I wasn't too sure of the support out there. And um, I got told about like the learning support plan and how I can, you know, extend my deadlines if I need them, which was such a big help because then that problem of, oh, you know, if I'm in a depressive phase and I can't really get much work done, I can extend my deadline to help me so I can come out of that depressive phase and get work done and not have that that pressure on myself as much. Um, and just, you know, little bits of support from staff. And, you know, there's a lot of mental health support at the university, although it is limited, um, obviously, in the disorders it can cover and um, the support it can give for more specific disorders like myself. I still received the support I needed in terms of just knowing that it was okay to be struggling that it was okay to ask for help and things like that it was just yeah the university they definitely helped me in in getting through and just I think as well once someone else told me that it was okay to be struggling and it was okay that I had this disorder you know I couldn't help it something that you're born with it's something that cannot be cured so once I was, you know, encouraged by the university, I kind of, it it pushed me to take the steps to learn that for myself and, and learn about myself and about the disorder and about how I can support myself. And, and university was just kind of that, that first push into me 
taking care of myself. That's really good to hear. And you're currently working as a graduate apprentice. Um, so how has your mental health impacted you in your current role? So it's impacted me in a lot of ways because obviously, you know, I, I've, I've worked since I was 14. I got my first job at 14 um, and I've always been working in one way or another. But once I got to university, I was only working kind of summer jobs. So I kind of slowed down and didn't have that long experience of a long time in a workplace I was kind of working just odd jobs um I wasn't there for very long and then all of a sudden here I was in within a graduate job working a nine to five working every single day and because I had gotten into the habit since my diagnosis of not really involving my you know my bipolar with my workplace because I wasn't at places for very long and I I'd also had an experience where I actually got rejected from a job because of my diagnosis that, that I wasn't mentally fit enough. So I kind of didn't want to involve my diagnosis with with my workplace. And then all of a sudden here I was doing, like I said, a nine to five and I'm here for the long haul. I'm here for a long time, not just a month or two. And I was putting my mental health on the back burner and kind of being like, it's fine, you know, I'll deal with it once the work day is over or whatever. And it's just not feasible you just can't do that you can't put the same as if you have a physical health diagnosis you can't just put it aside and ignore it for a day and it doesn't just go away as soon as you clock in and come back again when you clock out so you know I had to learn the hard way that if you put it on the back burner and pretend it doesn't exist it's gonna come up you know this is something I live with sooner or later someone's gonna see and I definitely struggled with my mental health at first because I was putting it aside but you know through one way or another I I did open up eventually um at my job and kind of be like you know this is this is what I I deal with this is my diagnosis and it does affect my work in a way not necessarily that I can't do a job but I might have to do it a different way it took an impact on my work but it's incredible what happens when you actually turn around to someone and say like this is what I have this is what I live with. Before we sort of move on to that um, obviously sharing um, details about a disability or mental health condition is such a personal choice in terms of um, you know asking for support from employers or telling them that you know what you're going through or what you live with um, but what were your concerns or did you have concerns about sharing them because obviously discrimination unfortunately it can be very real um but so what were your concerns aside from the sort of extreme being rejected yeah. if you know um I think my main concern was just you know it was it's been my concern and will be my concern throughout living with my disorder is just stigma and you know like I mentioned earlier people have certain ideas of what bipolar is like and unfortunately it does have quite a negative stigma um, it's used in a negative way to label people and to label people who don't even have the disorder so it was just the fear of how people would perceive me and perhaps how people would perceive me to be able to do my job because I had that initial reaction when I got diagnosed of maybe I can't do this so my fear was that I might tell my employer and they think oh actually maybe they can't do this job maybe it's not wise to keep them here and I didn't I you know I don't think that anyone deserves to think that way about 
something they live with something that they have no control over yes you can you know look after yourself the best you can and and control certain aspects but you cannot just get rid of something that you are that you live with so my worry was that you know I was going to be put in a position where I couldn't keep my job or people would perceive me as not being able to do my job just because of something that I unfortunately cannot help. And I suppose like despite those um, initial concerns that you've had you have in this role where you're you know potentially going to be there for a longer time chosen to be open about your diagnosis. So what benefits have you seen since you've started to be more open with your employers because obviously positive side of sharing with um, an employer is that they can make reasonable adjustments for you they can change your working patterns things like that so what has that situation been like for you? I mean I heard so many horror stories from graduates and students who were in you know terrible working environments where the mental health was not even considered like at all in the workplace um, and, you know, people were telling stories of just being completely disregarded. And I'm extremely fortunate that that was not the case for me. In fact, it was the complete opposite. So, you know, I, I, I first spoke about my mental health with my line manager, who the very first question that she asked me was, how can we support you? How can we help you? And that itself just blew me away because I was so scared that these horror stories, I was going to be one. And I was so lucky that, you know, she asked me how, how can I be better supported? Not, you know, what do I have to change, but what can change around me to help me? And that was just such a good feeling. And, you know, it's only been more and more beneficial. You know, I've been set up meetings with the occupational health nurse. I've been discussing the fact that I can access some counselling um, and some 24 hour support. I had my hours slightly changed, which was incredible because um, due to the medication that I take, um, it has like some side effects that affect me first thing in the morning. And so my hours got slightly adjusted. My workload got adjusted. Um, different tasks got assigned to me at different times just to kind of fit with how I work. And I've been able to almost timetable my own work day purely by myself based on what suits me and how I work and the style I work in and it's just such an incredible feeling to be able to know that I am supported and that I could open up to this conversation and I still get asked questions by by my line manager or one of my colleagues who I've disclosed it to who you know they're just asking how are you doing or I can say I have a doctor's appointment and it's about my medication and this is what I'm going to discuss and these are the changes that I'm making and just to be so open in in the last place I ever expected to be open about my disorder. You know I can sit and have a chat with friends but sitting with your manager is a completely different feeling but to be it's almost feeling like I can talk to my manager about it the way I could a friend and that is one of the most important things I think. Absolutely. So I just want to um, touch on something before we move on to some final questions, Charlotte, if that's okay. So I just wanted to share with all the listeners that under the Equality Act, anyone with a disability, mental health or long-term health condition, which has a negative effect on being able to carry out normal day-to-day activities, has the right to be treated, has the right, sorry, to be treated equally and fairly at all stages of the recruitment process. This means you should have an equal chance to apply and be selected for post-pre-employment. 
an equal chance to be trained and promoted while employed within the organisation and, and an equal chance to have their employment, your employment terminated equally and fairly. So you can't be terminated on the basis of your mental health condition, disability or long term health condition. So additionally, all employers must follow certain procedures for recruitment that ensure that all applications are treated fairly and appropriately and that any adjustments are made to ensure that you are on that level playing field when you are applying for roles and trying to break into different industries and uh, companies I guess. So I just thought that's a really important piece of information. Um, the ins and outs on that then can be very um, dependent on your personal circumstance and um, we can help to support you and provide you with resources through the careers team so if you do want to explore this with a careers advisor please get in touch with the careers team either via our website or via email um, and we'll make sure we can support you as best as we can um, just with signposting resources and just allowing you to talk through what might be suitable adjustments for you as well and what you might need when you're in employment um, but before we do go Charlotte I just wanted to ask um, if there was anything you wish you had known before your diagnosis that you would now like to share with current students what would that be? My like one piece of advice would just be to not be ashamed to open up and to speak to somebody because there were so many times in both my university and now my career life where if I had just spoken up sooner and told someone that that this was what was going on and this was the issue or you know, this is what I am diagnosed with, I would have gotten that support so much sooner. And that would have saved weeks or months of stress. It would have just been eliminated there. So just never, ever, ever be ashamed to speak up about something because there are so many people out there willing to support and help you. And sometimes the only way to find that out is to just speak up and, and just receive it. I think it's really important that we try and open up conversations more because through me speaking about my disorder to people whether it be online whether it be through my social media or whether it be in person you know with work with friends with university I feel like I've not only reduced the stigma on myself and that pressure on myself but for other people who may come along and try and speak to somebody who's suffering with something similar or maybe just their own mental health problems I've been able to take a step in opening that conversation and it really helps with being able to have that conversation with yourself as well so never be ashamed to speak up and there's always going to be help out there for you that's really lovely advice thank you Charlotte and I suppose just to finish on that if you are um, experiencing mental health concerns please do reach out to the student wellbeing team as well so they are there to support you speak to personal tutors get the support you need and um, there is lots of different support available at the university and um, so just to sort of reassure you that that is there um, and anything related to work as well come on, come along and speak to the career service because that's what we're here to do as well and um, thank you so much for your time Charlotte it's been so lovely talking to you mm-hmm.